It was impossible to ignore the shame box. The large transparent cube squatted on the tarmac to one side of the supermarket entrance. This morning, it was occupied. Olivia Pritchard unlocked her trolley and fought to push it in a straight line towards the store. Beside her, Alice kept up a stream of small talk, her best friend's usual distraction technique. It normally worked. Olivia desperately wanted it to work, but today she couldn't focus. Her full attention was drawn inexorably to the poor woman who sat hunched in the box. Please don't let it be someone she knew, she thought. Other shoppers gathered around the box, watching, judging. Two little boys banged on the glass, leaving small, smeared handprints behind. Olivia winced. This was no place for children. Where were their parents? The woman inside the shame box didn't look up. She just sat there, clutching the string of pearls around her neck, her fingers moving over the beads like a rosary. There was no prayer Olivia knew of that could make the situation any better. She tried to see without looking, to know for sure if the woman was a friend, but the prisoner's dark hair fell forward, obscuring her face. Was there a hint of familiarity in the tilt of her head? The slim curve of her shoulders? Seeing a stranger who had broken the law was bad enough, but a friend? Relationships changed forever when you saw someone in the box, and Olivia had already lost too much. She couldn't lose any more. Her footsteps faltered. Alice reached out to rest her candy-pink manicured hand over the top of Olivia's washing-up chapped skin. I don't recognise her, Alice whispered, propelling Olivia forward. Keep walking. She nodded towards the two men in dark suits, standing by the sliding doors. Customer service agents. They stood ramrod straight, dominating and oppressive, and motionless except for their eyes. They scanned the shoppers, their gaze never settling for long. If you were lucky. Steps. Heavy with a familiar lethargy, Olivia felt the prickling sensation of being watched, but Alice wouldn't let her slow. They passed through the intrusive body scanners and entered the fluorescent glare of the supermarket. First trial over. Alice stopped to get a basket, so Olivia pulled her trolley to an abrupt halt. There was relief in the stillness, a moment to catch her breath before facing the next onslaught. Under the scrutiny of the patrolling customer service agents, the surveillance cameras and, worse, the other shoppers, she took out her shopping list, going through the motions of innocence, anything to extend her brief respite. Unfold the paper, read it, reread it, make sure everything was there. She needed all the usuals, fruit, vegetables, a box of bran flakes, some brown rice, a tin of no sugar, no salt baked beans. Nothing exciting. Not any more. Shopping for food wasn't what it used to be. Nothing was. Ready? Alice asked, with a hint of concern in her voice, and Olivia arranged her face into a smooth, practised smile. Anyone would think that the weekly shop was a pleasure, and not something to be endured. Oh, I'm good. Thank you. For a second her smile became real, 
her gratitude for Alice's moral support, flooded through her. Doing this together made the whole thing easier. Well, slightly. Let's get this over with. She nodded her readiness to Alice, and together they slipped into the carefully designed flow of the store and followed the other shoppers towards the fresh fruit and vegetables. The produce was arranged in a rainbow of neat rows, the grown-up alternative to a sweet shop. Serene, smiling shoppers reached through the mist of dry ice to retrieve bunches of spinach, heads of broccoli and shiny bright peppers. They held each non-rationed item aloft, just for a second, to ensure the overhead cameras captured a clear image. From the first item Olivia picked up to the last, her compliance was tested. She had to sell her performance, but it was hard to get excited about buying a bag of potatoes. She settled for pleasantly neutral instead. Alice stopped at the exotic fruit and reached up with ease to take a mango from the top shelf. Olivia stretched up on tiptoe, hopping to keep her balance. Why did they have to put them so high? Always at the back of the shelf. As her fingertips brushed against a smooth, curving fruit, a draught on her back made her jump. She stopped to pull her top down, hiding the expanse of stretch-marked skin. Hopefully nobody had noticed. Her stretch marks were old, two primary school-age children old, but she couldn't risk someone thinking her weight was fluctuating, not on Mother Mason's strict diet. There were absolutely no excuses. 